The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast fender of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating what would have been his 61st birthday today, a moment of silence for Prince. Ah. Happy birthday, Prince. I mean this very sincerely. We miss you. Yeah. <laughs> we perhaps need you more than ever Yeah, right, uh, right now. First four through the door, Ruben Rios, Josh Chavit, Terry Adams, Jordan, Glenn Angle, who's very excited to be part of the first four. I am very excited that you yeah. are part of the yeah. first four. Uh, and sitting to my right, uh, the casual Friday to our wear whatever you want Tuesday, our West African <laughs> Prince Ishmael Johnson. Hello, Ishmael. Yo, what's up? Um, a little bit later in the show, we will have... A, a oh, I, we teased it on Twitter, but um, but Ish saw the most important film of the year last last night, and so we will um, will break down everything that matters and why Godzilla King of the Monsters is the best movie since Boyhood. Do you know it took twelve years to make Godzilla? Boyhood. Oh, okay. Boyhood. It took twelve years to 12 make. Twelve years to make. It took twelve years to make Boyhood. Um. Today, today is a joke for three. <laughs> today is Friday. Is Max mad because we made fun of Richard Linklater? No, I didn't oh, think okay. that movie was that special either. Okay, good. Just make sure. What have I ever been a Linklater stand? I don't know. He's a te- he's a Texan, so uh, it's like we kind of have to claim him a I little got, bit. I got no beef with him. But that's okay, about it. That's fine. Today is Friday. It took twelve years to make Boyhood. <laughs> uh, Today's Friday, June seventh, two thousand and nineteen. It's taking four years to do one good episode of this show. <laughs> seventy-four Still days and until, counting. One hundred and seventy-four days till Thanksgiving. If it's seven sixty-seven, seven sixty-seven. Hector Ortiz's uh, OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career, those seven games in two thousand two. On today's show, guys, we are going to dive into 4A, including revealing our top 10s of the Class 4A rankings in the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And then back half of the show, besides the review of Godzilla King of the Monsters, uh, Max will tell you about Rocketman. And then also, uh, we'll have Mailbag Friday. So we will answer your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, the magazine. Mm. Uh, we'll answer questions about the magazine within reason, I will say. Sure. Yeah. Um, we're not going to give you like specifics, because we still want you to buy it please uh but we're happy to, to answer your questions about uh what's in the magazine so um ask your questions down below on facebook or at texasfootball.com slash live you can comment over on the right oh, oh yeah. i'm doing this right yep. so over yep. here yep. there you go yep. <laughs> everywhere Com- yes uh you can uh, ask your questions over there uh, and we will answer those coming up here at the back half of the show First and foremost, let's talk about the Class 4A preview in the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Of course, the magazine hits shelves the first week. Oh, I didn't bring in a cover. Oh, you idiot. 
You big dumb idiot. So I went to the uh, I went to the printer today. You're just the biggest dumbest we, idiot. We print the magazine in Carrollton. It's true. Um, and so at, at our friends at Trend Offset Printing, and we went. Um, I went over there to do a color check on the cover to make sure that the reds are the right reds and the oranges are the right oranges. And by the way, that is a very difficult. There are two very difficult colors to make sure you get right: mm-hmm. burnt orange and Aggie maroon. Yeah, those are both very. You got because the thing is. If you're off a little bit, yeah. you're going to hear about it yeah. because they know what those colors are supposed yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did color checks. We have some covers. I got. I should have brought one in. Anyway, um, the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football will be mailed to subscribers the first, the third week in June. Uh, it will start hitting shelves around Texas the first week in July. You can become an insider and get your magazine potentially early at texasfootball.com slash insider. Uh, but the 4A preview was crafted by... Uh, I know this guy. It was me. Maximilian Thompson. Hey, calm down with the full first name. There, Maxford. Buddy. Easy. Max, Max, Maxfield. Calm down. Um, you wrote the 4A preview. I did. Uh, which one are you, Joker? You wrote. The I wrote four A. The cover boy. Yeah. Would you like to tell everyone who the cover boy the is? The four A cover boy is Pleasant Grove quarterback Ben Harmon. Yeah. And this was okay. There's a story behind this. There's. Um. For this one and three. Oh, jeez. Um. So, <laughs> I we we decided on the cover boys back in about March, yeah. and then we kind of get going, and and I was because I've got a hundred thousand things to do as far as organizing the magazine and stuff. Not that you guys don't, but mm-hmm. I always get way ahead on those things. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, those are yeah. standard. I can do those interviews right yep. now. I can get them done. Yep. And so, uh, back in March, called Josh Gibson, and I called Ben Harmon, and had great conversations with both of them. He's of course the quarterback there at Pleasant Grove, and um. And, and great great conversations, wrote the stories, had the quotes. Great. Check. And then my laptop got stolen. Long-time listeners of the show might remember. Uh, my laptop got stolen. And that was one of the things that I did not realize basically until like May 10th or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically when I was asking you, hey, if you got it, I'll put it in the magazine. And yeah. I was like, ah, crap. Yeah. And I started looking and it, it was not there. Yeah. So I had to call Josh Gibson again. Yep. And pretend I mean, you look, guys never talked before. So it happened to the four A cover boy and the three A cover boy, which we're, we'll reveal Monday. Yes, uh, I will say that if you have to talk to, if you have to redo interviews with two coaches, you, you could do a lot worse than doing it with uh, with Pleasant Grove coach Josh Gibson and the and other guy, the, the coach at the three A school. Uh, it was it was they were they were very generous with their time and they appreciated uh, the fact that I screwed up. But anyway, <laughs> um, it was um, the the story of Ben Harmon is really interesting because I think you can and and. Coach Gibson says this. You can track the success of Pleasant Grove with his tenure there. Mm-hmm. That he is um, make he's he's you know he he says that basically he is as much a part of he has done more to to transform this program than I have, which is certainly saying something. That's saying something, yeah. And and you can see why that that basically because it's a, a remarkable story about how you have this guy who can throw and yep. yet you run the wing tee. Yep. So he said the the onus was on us, the coaching staff, to put ways, put plays in the playbook mm-hmm. that you normally would not see in a wing T offense, and, right. and that's something that you see whenever you watch Pleasant Grove. That this is, you know, I know Matt Stepp has said this is the best passing wing T team he's ever seen, and I'm hard pressed to find a, another one better. And so Ben Harmon's our four A cover boy. It's a really, it's an interesting piece. Probably not well written, but it's an interesting piece about an interesting uh, character. And so you should you should certainly read that. Tell us about the four A preview, Max. 4A preview is very good. I have bad news for most of 4A Division One. 
Wiggle of Vega is going to be good again. Yeah. It is with, it's with <laughs> deep regret that we it announced that heavy, they're at it again. It is with a heavy heart that I announced that Don Hyde is not remotely worried about how good his team is going to be. And uh, they've already looked really good in 7-on-7, seven seven, which mm-hmm. doesn't mean everything. But I think it's trouble for everyone that the offense already looks good because, as Coach Hyde says in the preview, physicality isn't something they have to worry about. Right. Because no. I brought that up. I said, you know, do you feel like the character of your team over the last four years, is that tough to translate? Physicality. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, we don't worry about that here. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just a factory. It's, it's, yeah. in their, it's in their blood. <laughs> My mistake. Yeah. They just pump uh, it up. Yeah. So, Wagula Vega, they're going to be really good. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, not a huge surprise, I suppose. Um who else did I? Oh, so and then in, in Division One, I, I talked to uh, Shane Mobley down at Sealy. Yes. Done an unbelievably great job. Uh, they've gotten better each season and, you know, took Liberty Hill to the wire last year. It's easy to forget with the run that they went on. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk to him a little bit about all the key players they got to replace, which is a few, but how they've really built some great stability there at Sealy. And he's, I think the baseline of that interview was just they're excited to have Sealy back in that conversation with the best teams yeah. in the state. Because that's a, that's, a, that's a school with a ton of pedigree. Obviously, home of Eric Dickerson. Uh, they're excited to be in those conversations again. So that was a lot of fun. And then down in Division Two, uh, I talked to Coach Barbe at Jasper, and I, I had the I had to give him the bad news that we thought they were going to be pretty good, mm-hmm. and that he needed to be ready for that. And he was fired up because he felt like last year uh, they faded down the stretch because of a lot of inter- injuries. Mm-hmm. This is just bad timing with all their injuries. Dang near everybody's back. They're real fired up about the team they got this year. They're excited to see what they do, if they can just stay healthy. But they have a really positive mindset going into the season, so that was a lot of fun. Um, and then, uh, let's see, who else did I talk to in Division Two? I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. But anyway, it's really exciting. <laughs> All those yeah. coaches were great with their time, Sweet. and uh, they're going to be really good. So It's going to be a lot of fun. Four, I know, is your favorite classification. Yeah. That's the classification. I wanted to talk to Josh Gibson, but somebody had already talked to him. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, and four is my favorite dips. classification uh, probably by far. I, I've beaten a dead horse on this show, I think, about it over and over and over. But I just love the variation in the schemes and the levels of talent and how it still feels like small-town football, even though it's a little too big to be small-town football. Mm. Let's get into the rankings. All right. The Class 4A Division One rankings, of course, we rank the top 25 in each division in the magazine, the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. But because you're here watching this show or listening to this show, we figured we'd give you a little little taste. Right. little taste. Yeah. And so uh, we're revealing the top 10 of our 4A Division One rankings. Let's start with number 10. The Decatur Eagles, after a resounding run through the playoffs that ran all the way to the state semifinals, uh, they are back and loaded for bear. Coach Mike Fuller welcomes back his son at the quarterback spot, and Roman Fuller, who I know we have really high expectations for. This is a team that's got great, great talent coming back, a team to keep an eye on there in Region 1. Decatur begins year number 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number 9. The Lampasas Badger. Look at Lampasas. Badger, 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 Badger. The Badgers, after, I think this is a a bit of a projection pick. I'll tell you this much. But when you look at what they have coming back, uh, I love the athletes they have coming back both on both sides of the ball. I think they've got some game breakers there. Lampasas is going to be a team to keep an eye on. I think uh, we're giving them the number nine ranking, so I don't think that they're a sleeper. But I will tell you... (laughs) This is a team that is going to surprise some people if you're not familiar with what Lampasas has coming back. That's where Ace Whitehead lives. Yeah, I was about to say we gave him two extra ranking points probably just because <laughs> Ace, Ace Whitehead's name is awesome. And so Lampasas begins the year number nine in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Yeah. Number eight, out east, 
the Henderson Lions. Uh, this is a team that got hot late, um, and a team that I think uh, comes back with a lot with something to prove. I think they're tired of getting beaten by Henderson or by by Carthage. Uh, they bring back District eight, of Doom. eight starters uh-huh. offensively, have some rebuilding to do defensively. Uh, but this is a really really solid team out there in Henderson. We expect them to be back in the mix. Henderson being in the year number eight in Dave Campbell's Texas football, staying out east for number seven. Let's go north though to Paris. The Wildcats of Paris begin the year number seven in Dave Campbell's Texas football. This is one of the most physical teams in the state, and we think that they are due for a big time year. We would love to see a rematch of them in Waco La Vega because they're just going to knock lumps out of each other. Yeah. Uh, two teams that were well, a team that has a lot coming back offensively. They felt like maybe they were a year early. This could be the year for Paris. They'd be here in their year number seven in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number six, Sealy, the aforementioned Tigers are back. And this is a team that under coach Shane Mobley has gotten better every single year. A 12-win season a year ago, and they feel like they're they're ready for prime time. Uh, they, they, they're in Region 4. I think that Region 4 is is a team that, or is a region that is is manageable. I don't know if there's a world beater there. And I love what Sealy has coming back, especially defensively. The Tigers of Sealy begin the year number 6 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number five we go, and to region three. The Midlothian Heritage Jaguars start the year number five in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, A little bit of rebuilding to do. Uh, They've got five starters back offensively, six on defense. Uh, from an 11-win team a year ago that felt like they should have beaten Carthage and felt like they probably should have gone around deeper. Midlothian Heritage is one of those fast-rising programs that I think has something to prove, and this could be the year that they prove it. The Jaguars of Midlothian Heritage begin the year number five in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To the top four we go, and number four, the runner-up from last year, the Liberty Hill Panthers. Uh, of course, a run to a state champ or a state championship game a year ago, falling short to eventual champion uh, Waco La Vega. Uh, this is a team that does have a number of holes to fill, but the system that Jefferson Walker runs down there, this is a team that uh, I feel like is is going to reload on the fly. I know they feel very good about the JV that's coming up to fill in a lot of those holes. Liberty Hill begins year number four in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To the top three we go. The number three team. The Argyle Eagles, uh, 13-1 and one year a year ago, came up a little bit short, but I love the playmakers they have coming back, most notably quarterback Bo Hogaboom is back in the mix. This is a team that I think is going to, uh, has something to prove after losing uh, losing to a team they'd already beaten in Waco La Vega. This is you know one of the few teams that can say they beat the eventual state champions. Argyle begins the year number three in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number two, the Carthage Bulldogs. Carthage is Loaded for bear again. Uh, I think that last year, if you want to call that a rebuilding year, that's okay. They bring back 14 starters from this year, uh, and Coach Scott Surratt thinks their team is going to be better this year, and it's easy to see why. Playmakers all over the field like Kelvante Dixon. This is a team that I think has a chance to get back to the mountaintop and win a state championship. There's a short list of teams in 4A Division One that I think can win it. Carthage is in that on that list. The Bulldogs of Carthage begin the year number two in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And the number one team in 4A Division One, it has to be the defending state champs, mm-hmm. the Waco La Vega Pirates. Uh, there are, I want to be clear that I think that there are some holes to fill defensively. There are some. They're they're losing seven starters from that really really good defense a year ago. That said, the offense is going to be going to hum again. I know they feel really good about two different quarterbacks they have there. They've got a big physical offensive line that was pretty young last year that I think is coming into its own. And you do not have to worry about too much a defense coached by Don Hyde. Waco La Vega is our pick to win the 4A Division One state championship and go back to back. 
the Las Vegas Pirates begin the year number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football's 4A Division I rankings. Okay, let's matriculate to 4A Division II now. Of course, expanded rankings in Dave Campbell's Texas football, the top 25 in each division. We will give you the top 10 here on the show, though, so we're happy to unveil those. To 4A Division II, the number 10 team in 4A Division II, out to the South Plains and Lubbock Estacado. Begins the year number 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And a second year under coach Joe Cluley, I think, is going to do wonders for this program. This is a team that won uh, nine games a year ago. Brings back six starters defensively. And I think that they've got a couple of holes to fill at key positions. But... Coach Cluley, I think, has established himself as a guy who can get teams where they need to go. I think they're going to get there. Lubbock Estacado begins year number 10 in the 4A Division II rankings. Number 9, the Graham Steers. Graham begins year number 9 out there in Region 2, another one, and, and or Region 1, rather, and this is a team uh, that I think early on, at least, is going to rely a lot on what could be a very good defense. This is a defense uh, that brings back nine starters uh, that I think got better as the year went on. If they stay healthy, I think they've got a chance to run to a region, to a state semifinal. This is a team that I think, you know, you look at that nine and ten, I think they're going to be jockeying for position all year long in Region 1, but Graham is a team certainly to keep an eye on. The Steers begin the year number nine in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number eight we go, and to District 8, where the Lorena Leopards clock in at number eight in Dave Campbell's Texas football. An 11-win team from a year ago brings back half of their team uh, after uh, losing in the regional semifinal and a heartbreaker to Pittsburgh. This is a Lorena team that's got speed to burn. Playmakers all over the field. The Leopards are going to be a team to keep an eye on. Uh, keep an eye on Lorena. Lorena begins the year number eight in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number seven, a familiar face here. The Gilmer Buckeyes, after the very odd six and seven season last year, uh, the Buckeyes tough schedule. The, the, the played a, a brutal, brutal schedule. Uh, it's going to be a brutal schedule again, but they may be a little bit more, uh, pr more well prepared to deal with it. This is a stronger team, I think, uh, that has nine starters coming back on an offense that was remarkably young a year ago. Six starters on the defense. The Buckeyes are going to be back. This is a team with pedigree, a team that knows what's expected of them. Uh, I think that Gilmer's going to be right back in the hunt. The Buckeyes of Gilmer begin the year number seven in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number six we go. How about... A new face. Waco Connolly. Yeah. The cadets of Connolly clock in at number six in Dave Campbell's Texas football, and there is star power to oh burn. If yeah. you are not familiar with running back JV on Sunday, you mm. are missing out. He is one of nine starters back on offense and a defense that I think could take a big step forward. This is the team you want to keep an eye on. I think Connolly could be that breakout candidate in 2019. The cadets of Waco Connolly begin the year number six in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number five, another familiar face, the West Orange Stark Mustangs clock in at number five in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, a team that, look, the chain gang defense is going to hum. This is going to be a defense uh, that under Coach Cornell Thompson, you're never going to have to worry about regardless of how many starters they have coming back. But the thing that I have, I I'm very excited about uh, for them is that I think that they're going to have a big offensive line. And that offensive line could plow the road. They're going to have some size. West Orange Stark has not always had size, but it seems like this is going to be a bigger West Orange Stark team uh, than normal. Uh, that said, they, they run in a difficult region, 
Uh, I think that they're going to. I think that they may. I think Cornell Thompson may believe they're one year away. But I will say that I think whenever you're coached by a legend like that, you're going to have a chance. Western Stark has pedigree uh, like almost nobody does. They start the year at number five in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number four. It's the defending state champion Quero Gobblers checking at number four in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Gone is a super decorated senior class that included superstar uh, running back, old athlete really, Jordan Whittington, yeah. and outstanding running back Kieran Grant, yeah. and a number of outstanding defensive players. This is a rebuild here for Travis Reeve, but I know that they feel very good uh, about some uh, some reinforcements coming up from an undefeated JV team. This is a team that's got a number of playmakers coming back, I think, at the right position positions it would not be a surprise to see them right back in arlington this year quero starts the year number four in dave campbell's texas football so if the defending champs out oh man mm -hmm. three to go number three let's go back to region three and go back to Silsby. Silsby starts the year number three in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Seven starters back from an offense that really, really felt like it got its feet underneath it late in the year. A team that I think is going to be stronger this year after a close loss to Cuero in a, re in a, in a state semifinal. They feel like this is the year that they can have that breakthrough. Of course, the defending regional champs, Silsby. Uh, they will have to go through West Orange Shark and District, but they've already beaten them. This is a team that I think believes they can make that run. Silsby, the Tigers, begin the year number three in Dave Campbell's Texas. And football. to a man, probably the team that co most coaches bring up, saying yes. not enough team, not enough people are talking about these the, guys. The team they're worried about. Yeah. The team they're saying, don't yeah. sleep on them. Number two, the Jasper Bulldogs. 19 or 17 starters back yeah. from a team that went 12 and one and probably feels like they left one on the table in a regional semifinal against West Orange Stark. This is a team that was, I think, a year early a year ago. This is uh, the speed on this team is borderline absurd. They have burners <laughs> all over the field. The only thing holding me back is that they do have to run through Region Three. Oh, it's yeah. going to be very, very difficult. It's but we think Jasper's the favorite to come out of Region Three. They begin the year number two in Dave Campbell's Texas football, which leaves just number one. Gee, I wonder. It's the Pleasant Grove Hawks, yeah. the runner-up from a year ago yeah. in the 2017 state champion. Uh, I think in a lot of ways, last year, even going into that state championship game, we thought, y'all aren't supposed to be here this year. Yeah. They were a year early. You're a year right. early. Yeah, that's how good they are. Because they yeah. were reloading. Well, now they bring back 14 starters from that team. Yeah. Uh, Josh Gibson feels like they're going to be stronger. You have a senior quarterback in Ben Harmon, and you've got a lot of playmakers that have Big game experience. A lot of these guys have played in two state championship games. They're not going to be rattled. Furthermore, they have to go through Region 2, which I think, yes, Gilmer will lurk, but I think that they're going to be the favorite coming out of Region 2. And by the way, they're arguably their most talented <clears throat> excuse me, athlete is coming back. Correct. Landon Jackson. Yes, Jackson Landon played. Jackson, yeah. who of course <laughs> missed the state championship game yeah. with an injury. This is a team that we think is ready for prime time. We think that they're the favorite to win the 4A Division II state championship. The Pleasant Grove Hawks begin the year number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football's 4A Division II and rankings. don't want to give too much away, but we're probably on the short list of teams that you would be willing to put money on at this point, right? I think, they're, I think they are a... There's only a handful that we There's would... There's only a couple. How do I yeah, want to put yeah. I think they are a clear favorite. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. another team is going to have to step up and show me that they're on their level. Mm -hmm. yep. And I think there's a handful of teams that could. Yep. Uh, especially in Region 3. Because remember, that the Quero game, they were dominating until they just decided to give the ball to the, one of the best athletes Why in the Why don't state. we just make the entire plane out of Jordan winning? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yes, that is, uh, to me, they are a team 
that begins the year with uh, on top. Yeah. They are a team yeah. that, that somebody's yeah. going to have to prove that they're on their level. Yeah. And again, I think Jasper could do it. I think Silsby could do it. I think Cuero. I think West Orange Stark. Yep. I think Waco Connolly. But I think they're going to have to surprise us a little bit. I think in a semifinal, yeah. if they see a team like Graham or Lubbock Estacado, yeah. that could give know. them a lot of trouble. Yeah. But I will say that I think that uh, they begin the year not as prohibitive favorites, but as clear favorites yeah. in f- 4A Division Two. There you are, your 4A rankings. Of course, expanded rankings in Dave Campbell's Texas Football. The 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football hits newsstands the first week in July, or you can get yours mailed directly to you at texasfootball.com. Don't run around to Walmart, H-E-B, Brookshire's instead. Let us mail it directly to you. $19.95 for the first year, plus shipping and handling. $24.95 plus shipping and handling for every year after that. So check that out. Okay, it's Mailbag Friday. It so is. get your questions in. But first yeah. and foremost, we go to our um, our chief media correspondent, um, <laughs> Ishmael Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> our, okay. Our, our chief, chief media critic. Our sure. chief media critic. Sure. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the most important movie of the year. Okay. You saw Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. We have not talked a lot about it. We've yeah. only I've, I've we've only exchanged it's like all, two Slack messages, right? Like exclamations about yes, it. Yes, like. that's basically it. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of Godzilla: King of the Monsters? Uh, a lot of fun. As someone who grew up watching like when Blockbuster used to have the the, the foreign movie section, mm-hmm. there'd be like an entire shelf of just those like 50 Godzilla movies that were, that, that were released in Japan. And so seeing a lot of those monsters on the big screen for the first time was really awesome. Um, the char- the characters were whatever. You know, you see... They're co- there. Right, they're there. Uh, Coach Taylor's really good. Kyle Chandler, of course. Yeah, Coach he's, Taylor, he's just being Coach Taylor. Um, but no, the the fight <laughs> scenes were... I mean, what what more could you ask there were for? Like, I found myself laughing a couple of times oh, during, yeah. like, the human parts. Like, right. okay. Right. <laughs> what? Right. But that's not what well, I'm there was the one scientist that was just there to drop, like, one-liners. Oh, um, Bradley Whitford. Yes, yeah. yeah he's, just, guy, he's just there yeah. to drop, like... So witty one like what are you what's Eric the from point yeah, of you? Eric from Billy Madison is there to be like the comic relief and just have like one liners <laughs> they're having like it's life or death situations and he's just dropping jokes I'm like what yeah. is he doing here um, but uh no no the the monster spectacle is I think great. I think the I think these are you know I have not seen the the 2014 Godzilla it's fine it's not it's not amazing like, I think it, this is I think this is the best like monsters they have ever put out I have not seen the Shin Godzilla though Shin Godzilla is really good. Okay. Shin Godzilla is probably the best. Godzilla that's the Jap- That's the new Japanese reboot that Toho uh, Toho did. Every time, <laughs> it's funny. So every time America does a Godzilla, mm-hmm. Japan's always like, "That's too fat," and they do another one. They do a Godzilla, like because that's that was Japan's criticism of the. the is that new Godzilla model. too fat? It's like it's Godzilla's too chunky, too beefy, yeah. and so they did Shin Godzilla right after 2014 to make him more slender. Godzilla more, like, Godzilla looks badass. Yeah. Um. Uh, King Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Ghidorah is awesome. Is, Unbelievable. Ghidorah looks Ghidorah is like legit frightening. Ghidorah is, is awesome. incredible. Rodan looks really good. Rodan looks great. Uh, Mothra is beautiful. Mothra's like I love great. that design. I like, love that I, design of it. I, and I love. I, I don't want to give spoilers here, but yeah. I love the the uh, like the how they gave Mothra such importance. Yeah. Like they said no. That Mothra is different, mm-hmm. like, and in, in, in this way, and then all the other ones that they added, like they, uh, right. they they added like the, the so from a, a little bit of reading, from what I understand, they had the licenses for Godzilla. 
uh, Ghidorah, mm-hmm. Rodan, and Mothra. Right. But any of the other ones that are like Toho, yeah. they would have had to pay like a spectacular amount. Right. I, th- like, I mean, I think they're setting up that like a universe kind yes. of thing. Because like they hint at, I mean, this isn't a spoiler. The movie's coming out apparently next year, I think. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. So they're setting up that. Yeah, Godzilla wins, by the way. Uh, He's the king of the monsters. He should be. He should. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're setting up that movie. So they have the rights to King Kong. And like I'm assuming they're going to get the rights to the other uh, Toho monsters can as I, well. So. Can I issue a... Can I issue a polarizing opinion? Go for it. I have no interest in King Kong. He, I never saw Skull Island. I, didn't, I don't, or Skull, I don't Skull care. Island. Like, I'm sorry. I, I have a hard time believing that King Kong can can take on Godzilla. Well, that's why they made Skull Island, because they made him bigger. Yeah, they had to make him it's bigger. It's really dumb. If you it's watch the dumb. Peter Jackson when he comes up to like Godzilla's knees. Right, that's what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Godzilla's just going to be like, okay, squish. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know. Anyway, go see this movie. Yeah. Support the most important movie of the year. <laughs> Um, also, Max saw Rocket Man, which yeah. is another important movie of the year. Yes. So. What you saw Rocket Man? Sorry, I wasn't listening. Are you yeah. going to go see the Godzilla movie? No, because <laughs> uh, I don't care. Uh, I wasn't listening to what you guys were saying, but Eddie Jackson says Mothra is spare. I don't know if that is agreeing with you or, or arguing Sir, with you. Sir, Mothra, Mothra is important. Okay, well, Mothra y- y'all, y'all and Eddie got beef. I don't know. I w- like I said, I wasn't listening. Hashtag <laughs> all Mothras matter. Yeah. All okay. Titans matter. Okay. <laughs> all Titans sure. matter. Yeah. Right. Rocket Man was good, really good. Yeah. That's that's my full review. There you go. Okay, Max, do we have any questions? Oh, we got so many things. By the way, Paul Roberts, who's a football opinions we can trust, he's he's getting out quick today because he's going to the super regional between Tech and, o- and Oklahoma State. Nice, little, little jealous. That'll be fun. Nice. Super regionals are always we can, fun. We can say Reckham, right? Uh, yeah, sure. it's in Oklahoma. Yeah, we're right, playing right, Oklahoma. Well, why not? Reckham. Why not? Right. Yeah, yeah. Go. go Tech. Uh, my man Jordan wants to know: Can Liverpool do it again next year and win the league as well? Uh, I don't think they can do both. But, no, but they're good it's enough to hard. win. It's good; they're good enough to win either. And I'm excited to see what happens. There that's you go. that's my whole thing. And yeah. and I've reached a point now that I've been a fan for 14 years, and I became a fan after they'd won in Istanbul. So I've never seen them win anything interesting. Nice. It's over. I, I can yeah. breathe for a little Who's while. Um, so I don't really care what they do the next few years because they did something awesome and I got to see it and I was on a bender for a solid 24 hours. I have, yeah. a, so- nice. I have a soccer dummy question. Yeah, uh, go. Who's the, last, who's the last team to win both the Premier League it's and the Champions United, League? It's probably United, right? Had to I think the United, United double. Point. It was the Ronaldo Rooney team, wasn't it? Probably. Yeah, that sounds right. Because okay. like every other team, every other year... A team. I'm trying Chelsea to think of Premier did. League's one. Chelsea's Di Matteo team didn't also. Well, I was about to say. Like, I was yeah. trying to think of Champions League yeah. teams, uh, Premier League teams that won the Champions League, and it's always like yeah. Chelsea when they finished sixth. Yeah, when Chelsea was good, Liverpool was wrecking them in the semis. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry a, about you. I have a I have a report from. By the way, uh, apropos of nothing, except I promised my mom I would say this. I have a report from uh, my mother about the podcast um, because she's a couple of episodes behind. Okay. Oh. Uh, she loves the idea of your map, Max. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Loves. The well, idea of your map. you know, y- your mom and I, we have a thing. It's nice. <laughs> How you doing over there, buddy? You know, she's going to hear this. That's fine. Your mom is awesome. She's super fun to be around. She's very, very pretty. I don't know what to tell you. She's just a lovely lady. I'm sorry. I don't, you're I don't, not going to back me up on this? Uh, nope. I'm staying Why would it. you be upset about someone thinking your mom's awesome? What's the next question, Max? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, Phil Vaney wants to know, what small school players are you guys most excited about this season? Um... Well, you already mentioned one. Uh, I'm excited to see um, what, God bless it, the Mart quarterback who took over. Kyler Martin. Kyler Martin. Kyler, yeah, Kyler Martin. I'm excited. And Freeman. To see, yeah, I'm excited to see what, what, like how they balance that because mm-hmm. obviously Kyler Martin was good enough to lead them to an undefeated run. Right. And then they bring in um, uh, 
God, what's his first name? Freeman's first name. Rodrell. 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 Yeah. They bring in Rodrell Freeman, and they've the, the whole offense changes, and yeah. they're arguably better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably not. They're probably as good, but, but they're still good, they're yeah. different. Yeah. And so I'm interested to see the like the quarterback position. I will also say, um, here's a I, I'm excited to see what Sloan Stoltz does from a oh, defensive yeah. perspective at Mar. At oh Mesa. yeah, sure. Uh, he was so dominant in that state championship game, and and a, a year after that, I want to see what he does. Um, in the three A level, I mean, oh three A, a good one is actually. Uh, I can't. But he's like a seventh-year senior, but Bryson Daly at Abernathy. There's no mm-hmm. way he's. There's no way he's eligible. He's still eligible. <laughs> there's no way. And Abernathy fans will back me up on this. I mean, he's kind of a one-man wrecking machine. He has mm-hmm. been for a long time. Uh, he'll be really good this year. Uh, uh-huh. and, he's, and he's sixty years old. He's got company in three A because honestly, the best quarterback in the state might be Baron Morton at Eastland. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like he might That's be. Bar he's super duper duper bar good. classification like he's that good. Got a uh, uh, Sean O'Keefe and Elijah Salinas. Yes. Yeah, San Saba. Yeah, Both of those, those guys are yeah. coming back. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Conyers is, I believe, converting the quarterback yep. at Groover. Yeah, so yeah like, Groover's yeah. going to run him out there. Yeah. Um, Does four A count as small school or was that? Yeah, you can thing? go ahead and throw him out there. I mean, you sure. talked about JV on Sunday, right? This is yeah. a guy yeah. whose numbers Sundays. were stupid last year. Montavian Hunt at Jasper, stupid numbers. Yeah. You mentioned off the top. Roman Fuller at Decatur mm-hmm. is going to throw for like seven thousand yeah. yards. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be absurd. Um, yeah, I think all those are good. Those are good picks. Um, I'm trying to think of any other two A or three A players. It's the end Will Farr David Will Farr David mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a really he's a, he's a he's a yeah. an underrated guy. That is I a think good it's one. really really good. All right. Um, those are just a few. Yep. We'll talk about more in the future. Oh yeah. Uh, Rob Hadaway, our man down in South Lake, says idea for future off-season shows. Where are coaches and players on past covers today? This is an idea that we've talked about for like eight hundred different things around mm-hmm. here. So what was the idea? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't listening. The it's your job to listen. It's not mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding out, you know, where are they today? For yeah. Cover boys. Yeah. Past past cover boys. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. That's that's yeah. a lot of fun. That sounds like a good intern job. Um, but the no I'm and that's a really good idea I do think um, I would I I maintain that I think there would be it would be a lot of fun to go back and watch old games and like comment on them yeah like you know what I mean like like We'll go back and watch that Longview and uh, and Westbrook game right and just like kind of give running commentary sure on it, we'd have to probably have to get some permission. I mean, we throw on games occasionally. We'd just have, right. to, get, we'd, we'd have to get permission yeah. from our friends at Fox, but right. um, but I think we could probably do that. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Clint Fry asks, what about Taylor? Uh, I'm going to say this as nicely as I can. What about Taylor? They were four and seven a year ago, and they bring back seven starters. They may be awesome this year, but there's no reason to think that's going to happen. Agreed. Full answer. Hmm. Uh, second question, Matt McSpadden. When is a surprise hug no longer a surprise hug? Well, I will say this at this point. I've heard it so many times, Greg trying to tell people that I love surprise hugs, that none of them will be a surprise, and I'm looking for all of you at all times. <coughs> that's catches that's at seven on seven. Yeah, <laughs> college station. He'll be at seven <laughs> on seven. Um, a surprise, uh, a, a surprise hug just has to be. Oh, did, I did like one of the answers. I think it was Eddie Jackson. Who was like, after about five seconds, it starts to get weird. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> which is pretty good. <laughs> or like, like what? Or well, then there's an, a few ways to do that. Which is like, one, hug him for five seconds, but also because that's a surprise. But the other one would be like, we're talking. I walk up to you. I like I shake your hand. Yeah. And then like we have a conversation, and then I just go in. <laughs> you know what During I mean? the conversation. During the conversation, would be like, hey, by the way, bang. <laughs> that's what we need to do. Um, um, hold on, this is a long one, and I want to make sure I get the whole question. 
Um, Jeremy J. Meredith, uh, he asks, I see another John Tyler versus Highland Park rematch again in 5A Region 2 final, which would mean John Tyler would beat Lone Star again, who is ranked higher than John Tyler. What do you guys think? That's the first question. Jeremy, you're killing me here. Also, wait, 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 wait. wait. Also, Run that by me again. Uh, so John Tyler and Lone Star? He think, He's just saying we're, we're a little low on John Tyler. Maybe. But but I don't I think I think the margins honestly, between those teams. Honestly, those I think, yeah, I yeah. think yeah. that really and even like because Highland Park's going to be such a different team, I would even include them in them yeah. there. I would say one through about nine, maybe mm-hmm. even ten if you want to throw a link, uh, right. uh, Birdville in there and then looking kind of past that you got on a 13. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there's a uh, like a good mix of teams yeah. that I think are all really raised. There's not a there. I don't think there's some prohibitive favorite in 581. Yeah. Sure. The second part of that is he wants to know, uh, aren't you guys kind of sleeping on Mesquite Poteet? Which is a good question. We're, look, mm-hmm. I, the first thing I'll say about this is Poteet's awesome. They're yeah. good every year. They'll start the. They're they're in the expanded rankings. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a lot of complaints about the rankings, which happens. Mm-hmm. But I would say 95 percent of them are like the 11th through 13th teams right oh yeah like i don't want to say who they are and there were doesn't matter classification let's 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 put this way the teams that we've we've heard about the 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 teams that have chirped the most uh have been um beaumont westbrook understandably they played for a title last year yeah i will tell you they are no lower than 13th (laughs) right um, and then uh, Wichita Falls Rider, who played yeah. in the semifinal yeah. last year. Yeah. I will tell Again. you they are no lower than 13. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's just funny how that, yeah. like, they... Understandably. Our, 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 understandably. Yes, right. Understandably. Our rankings are, obviously, yeah. we, we, yeah. we love doing them, and it starts a great conversation. Uh, but the other thing is that, like, they are kind of predictable in a lot of ways. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going on a limb. If you went four and six last year, we're probably not ranking you in the top three. Mm-hmm. It's just right. the way it is. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, those are those are teams that we did not forget about. <laughs> Don't worry. We're not slipping on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. He is he is right that Mesquite Petit is, is a hard team to peg some mm-hmm. years, I feel like. I don't know what it is about them. Because they do end up making good playoff runs. And well, I but, okay, but here's know. the thing, though. Yeah. Like, last year, here, here's the biggest problem. Yeah. The biggest problem is... We're going off last year's performance. We're going off last yeah. year. So they, they, they run into yeah. College Station right. in the first round. They right. lose. Yeah, and College Station's great last And that's year. one of the yeah. problems. Yeah. One of the problems is that they're, they're matched up against District... Uh, district... Um, what? D- district 9. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or District 8, rather. 8. They're matched up against District 8. They got to get through their own very difficult district. And so if you do not finish in the top two, you're going to see probably either Lufkin or College Station in the first round, and you're going to be an underdog. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean they can't win that game, but the bottom line of it is that the way that the districts are drawn up and the alignment is such that for Mesquite Poteet, Right out of the shoot, they got to play a good, te- a really good team. And by the way, if they get past that, there's a decent chance they see a team like Highland Park. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what happened at College Station. Yeah. If they would have had, they would have had to go through the past two. Re- they would have to go through the pa- the the team that yeah, the past two state champions. Yeah, it's tough. That's, that's that's the thing. It's you can say we're sleeping on them, and I'm I'm not going to necessarily disagree. I do think they have a chance to surprise some teams, but it's tough to get through that. Yeah. that so it's a mini. It just it's so tough. Like yeah. Region Two is really really deep. So funny story. Uh, Brent Homan calls me before the show. He's hey, call me back. I got a good story. Okay. And I'm like, it's 11:50. I'm trying to get the show set. I'm like, I just have to call him afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just texts me a picture. He's at, he's out uh, he's out fishing right now. No way. And he, <laughs> I know, I know. But here's where it gets weird. He ran into a very prominent Texas high school football coach, and they're out there fishing now together. Oh, really? Jack Alvarez. 
Good for him. And he <laughs> sent me a picture. I can't get it up on the screen right awesome. now. We'll have to share it to share it to next fishing. episode. If you are ever That's fishing with a Texas high school football yeah. coach, Max Thompson's cell phone number is. Yep. Ah! <laughs> yep, there we go. That's funny. Uh, Tanner Wilson says it's National Donut Day. Favorite place to get your donuts. I'll tell you the one place in Texas that I've gotten donuts and was blown away. It's called Baker's Dozen, and it's in Alpine, Texas. Yes. Everyone get in your cars, and I'll see you in nine hours. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone everyone drive to Alpine right now. There's a state. There's a 7-on-7 uh, seven tournament this weekend. There you go. Oh. In Alpine. Yeah, yeah. off there we go. go. There you go. There's football. Okay. I'll see you guys there. Yeah. Uh, any, anyone, any other donut op- nominations I, for you guys? I mean, I like Shipley's. I was sure. say, I'm not a big donut. I'm not a, guy. That's I'm not a donut guy. None of us, the three of us, aren't really big. If donuts they're here guys, in the office, yeah. I might have one, but right. like I'm not. I'm yeah. not gonna go. You know. Yeah. yeah. I don't drive yeah. to the donut place. I don't know. Um, Daniel Agnew asked for the Houston area. Besides Katie and North Shore, what will be the best game in Houston for the opening weekend? That's a great question for Matt McSpadden because I bet he's got like uh, his top three ranked already. Well, doesn't Westfield play Houston Lamar? That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Be pretty Westfield good. Lamar that be will be a great game. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, without a schedule in front of us, uh, we're not quite there yet, guys. Yeah. Uh, Ruben Rios with the uh, next question: In a typical DCF workday, which is more important, a good cup of coffee or a good lunch? I am going to go with option three. A good live sporting event. Yes, nothing. That's the biggest. Nothing thing. will get the three of us, four of us, however many people want to gather around the TV, more amped up and more fired up than watching a lot of live sports. We will suddenly emotionally attach ourselves to the dumbest things. We were just rooting for bowling before we walked in here. Yeah. that's a true story. We were watching bowling. We've got, and today's a great sports day for those of you who aren't paying attention. Yes, we've got the opener of the women's World Cup. Mm-hmm. We've got state baseball on NFHS Network, mm-hmm. which we've got streaming right now. So we were watching the three A semifinals. We've got super regionals all starting, mm-hmm. which we'll have on one TV, and then you still got baseball and the U twenty World Cup going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. ton of great live sports yes. for the weekend. It's a big, it's a Woo! big, it's a big live sports day. That's the that's the thing that that is most. We have three. One day we'll do a video where we do like a tour of the office. Yeah. We have three TVs out there, yeah. and and whenever we're running running three wide, oh, it's great. It's just it's really good. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Like yeah. if if you got yeah. a day baseball game, and then maybe you got a soccer match, mm-hmm. uh, and then maybe you've got some other random thing like uh, right. you know like like state baseball or something like that. Like right. it's really really good. Uh, Josh Chapel with a good question, and uh, we'll end on this with one little note from Ed McElroy because I don't know if Tepper wants to reveal it yet, mm. or or when he kn- mm. when it will be revealed. Mm. Mm. Is the, is the point. The cover Josh, boy was done on... Yeah. <laughs> Sam Ellinger, guys. Uh, Joe Drennan, apparently, is at the lake, too. Good Lord. Uh, what is going on? I, everyone's... This is all the coaches getting their fishing in. Anyway. Uh, Phil Vaney wants to know, U.S. men's national team loses Jamaica. Thoughts? I don't have any, man. I don't U-20s talk about are it. the U.S. men's national Watch team, the, as far as U, I'm concerned. The U-20s are what you should be watching hey, right now. Hey, it's, hey, it's, hey, hey, hey. It's an excellent... They're in MLS the quarters. Watch them. Don't worry about it. It's not even an MLS all Anyway. Uh, Josh Chad- MLS team, guys. <laughs> That's true. Uh, man, just run into two state championship winning head coaches out on the lake. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, Josh Chapa goes, do y'all have an idea for what non-district games you'll attend this year? Uh, I don't yet. Not yet. Ish, Ish and I will have a day yeah. where the two of us will sit down and go, here's how we could divide and conquer, and mm-hmm. here's what will be in Austin this week, and here's what will be in Dallas this week, and Ish will inevitably go to like a quarter of the games in Austin because mm-hmm. he'll go home, and I'll go on weird road trips, and we'll do stuff together. We haven't done it yet. Matt Stepp, He's at he's had it for like three weeks. Yeah. I don't know. He's insane. He's insane. He's insane. Yeah. Um, and I'll be at football days. 
Yeah, you'll be a football oh, player. So, but well, whatever, but wherever Fox tells me to be. Well, no, but, but he's saying district games. Oh, district. Games. Yeah, so so like planning out your season. Unless it's uh, Thursday. And and and. Well, we will be trying to find Thursday games. It's 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 of note. He was kind of like, oh, who you know, and which ones will be the ones out there in khakis throwing out towels and stuff like that. That won't be us. Right. Yeah. We might be at some of those same games no. with our with our road crews, but we won't we won't always be at. No, those are the people who actually work. So there's a lot of dividing and conquering. Um. Final question from Ed McElroy. I think you can probably guess where this was going based on what I said earlier. Do we know, Greg, mm-hmm. the games that might be on Fox on football days? Yep. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasBall.com. For Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please can get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.